Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers, episode 202. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. So man, we got an exciting episode this week, even though you and I did not get out to the theaters this week, because no. really nothing fucking interested either of us, <sighs> period. I, I kind of wanted to see you know Ben Affleck drunk on screen <laughs> right. <laughs> with right. a basketball in hand, right. but you know, I just never but got like, around to it. I, I was busy. I, I saw that that trailer, and I went like, I understand this movie's getting like pretty yeah. good reviews, but really- The whole trailer showed the movie. But it's pretty much Ben Affleck and Remember the Titans, right? That, yeah. That's what we're doing, yeah. right? That, yeah. Okay. I'll wait till home video for that. Exactly. I don't need to pay any money I don't to need to go to the shit. theater. I don't need to see this. I'm not rushing out to, to the theater to see this one. So no. instead- I watched I watched a movie on Netflix, which was recommended to us by a patron and absolutely great great friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've I got I've been getting into something a little different, something that I haven't been into since I was a kid. But I'm really excited that I am getting into it, and we'll talk about that coming up soon. But also, you and I got a little bit of news to go through, and we got two trailer parks to go through. We got a trailer park for Jungle Cruise, which just had like its big trailer. It's it's two minute story trailer. We're really mm-hmm. going to delve into what this movie's all about. Turns out, not a fucking lot. And then we also have the trailer for the new Lord and Miller animated film that's going to be coming out called Connected under Sony Animation. Which That'll I'm be interesting. Very excited for. But before we get into all of that, Jay, I want to know how'd your date go last night, buddy? Uh, <laughs> you, you thought I was going to do the what are you watching? But yeah, I, I, mean, I threw you for a loop. I'm, I'm, I, you definitely did. And, and, How would you your date go without and, getting into too much I, detail? I really don't want to get into dates anymore. <laughs> I'm so nervous because I'm still in the dating world, and these girls know that I have a podcast. Don't, don't and I feel like they? <laughs> we've had this conversation so many times. Stop telling them you have I a podcast. Help it it, it just doesn't make out. it doesn't make you cool. <laughs> Believe me, I was married when I started a podcast. I, she couldn't run away without a lawyer <laughs> behind it. Like, stop telling them. I know, I can't help it. But you had a good date. You, I did have a good date. You talked I did about have a good it. And, you know, air, so and, and, and you it had was a, a great date. date, but also, you know, not just a date, but I also had um, a great weekend away at the mountains. So I went to the mountains for the Cardboard Classic, uh, Preston Steve show Absolutely. from WMMR. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't invite they, me, but that's fine. You were invited. You just couldn't no, stay over the house. No. You just couldn't stay over the house. Read the text. I invited myself, and you said, "Sure, you can come, but you can't but stay at the house." Exactly. I that, see. But I, I, I had to invite myself. At no point did you ever decide. Did you ever say, "Like, hey, Dave, we're doing this. Would you like to come up? We did it last year. Maybe it's a little bit of a yeah, tradition." Yeah, but I can't invite Me and my you, wife. Listen, I to can't person. invite you. If there's there's no place in the house, that's like disrespectful. No, you could have told me weeks ago that you were going up for it and invited me up, and me and my wife could have made arrangements to come up and stay somewhere. But that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You might be right there. Yeah, I am. I guess I did fuck up on that. You did. You so did. I, w- I went last year for the first time, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've been I, I've been to it before. Oh, you have. I've been to it before, oh, you know, nice, back nice. in the day, but this was years ago. Oh, sure. And uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We when when we went to Jack Frost yeah. Big Boulder last year for my wife's birthday. We had a great time. When we I'm, were up there. I'm gonna try and get your ass up there next year. Yeah, we'll see. Hundred percent. No, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You're a terrible friend, I'm by the sorry, way. Sorry, dude. You're an awful I'm friend. Sorry. You're awful. 
I'm, I was. I, I, was, I hope all your dates my, are my, bad. My, I hope my, every single my brain's girl, not working nowadays. I hope every single date you go on from here on out is a girl who's into pegging, and you are fucking being pegged, sir. I. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> it may as well be. You know, I, I just don't deserve. No, it. I actually wasn't. I deserve no love. It's actually, all good. I actually wasn't mad at you. I had to go pick up my. I have to go pick up my daughter on Fridays anyway, so that would have been a. Yeah. A hell of a time, but but it was good fun. I had fun with other friends. I, I met up with other friends out there. I saw some old uh, high school friends. Wow, <laughs> old high school friends. I avoid those like the coronavirus. Uh, I mean. Well, you know, <laughs> I I welcome it. I don't. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Well, I'm sorry. Being I'm as a man who's afraid. being as a man who's taken penicillin before to yeah. clear up a thing or two after you know, a night with a lady or now, two. To be you, on, but, you, you but, don't fear many things. But to be honest, I am a little fearful of the um, the saunas at the LA Fitness that I go to. <laughs> Mm. with those fucking guys and like the russians and all these like foreigners that like like to just illegally throw water into the fucking right. sauna thing and As make one it steam hotter and everyone's dripping sweat everywhere and blowing snot here Ugh. in the good old disgusting. here in the good old us of a sweat out those toxins bath houses never really took off but in in europe and i mean bath yeah. houses have been a thing since like the since the ancient I, greeks I, so i kind of dig it <laughs> <laughs> you dig the dong walking I, around. I, well, no. Hopefully, it's a co-ed one, but <laughs> <laughs> not many of those. There's not many. There's, there's not, not there's many, not many women just being like, "Hey, let me go to a <laughs> let me go to a steamy bathhouse with a bunch of yeah. strange. Let me see some Greek strange old Russian guys dudes. in robes and, right. and fucking towels, like where all these dudes are like over sixty and have any penises." <laughs> You ever see them when they walk around the gym Dude. and they have like the any penis where you're like, I, where's, where's yeah. that? <laughs> it's like someone glued an acorn to the bottom of my torso. That's the worst thing about Ellie Finnis is there's way too much dick. Jay, that's what you were up to this week. I didn't get up to a whole lot this week. So why don't we head over and let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channels. Oh, he's watching. What'd you get down to watching this week? I am in still uh, TV binge mode right now. I am quickly, quickly binging through The Outsider on HBO. I heard great things about it. It has a very David Fincher mystery investigative type vibe, but it's kind of shot like a Denis Villeneuve kind of way, in a way. It, it, it's very interesting. I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually, I'm waiting for the season finale, and I'm, I'm it, it, it ends that, that, number nine episode holy shit i know you want me to watch it, it. i know you want i to think you'd really enjoy it because it has a tinge of i'm just supernatural i'm tied just with it. so far removed from hbo these days that it's like i, I understand. have no I, interest I, I, in going back to it i understand i'm kind of waiting for my for my uh for my contract to end with my cable company to drop hbo and just be like that's the one thing i'm not paying for anymore like i liked the watchman that was the last thing i watched on there was watchman yeah and it's like nothing else do i really like when a movie comes out on it, it's like eh, i've seen it a lot of the tv shows i could care less about and like this one sounds like one that like when i'm in the summer and i don't have anything else to watch i might pick up and check out um but i understand that you like it and i know a lot of people listening have probably checked it out and are really enjoying it so you're gonna like it yeah you will i think what i need is a few it's other- kind of like a mind hunter thing but more grander a little bit more realistic i think i need a few other people that who aren't you because <laughs> that's how it always works i know to tell know. me to check it out um so for i me, have to be understated when i recommend it's stuff true. to you yeah you really do <laughs> you need to be like yeah you know what watch it or don't <laughs> 
Like I get vibes from this and this, but like you just know, sell it to me. Just, you know, just reverse that. Reverse that. Denis Villeneuve and David Fincher investigative mystery thriller. You're selling it too high already. I see. You're selling it too high already. Bring it back down and and try to reverse psychology thing. Just yeah. be like, you know what? I really like it, but I'm not sure if it's something that you would be into. And that immediately sparks the competition part of my brain, which goes like, I bet you I can like this harder than you can. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna like it deeper, harder. Right, larger. I could try that with you all the time. We're like, yeah, we're, I know, we're I know, I know. like, like, you know, Jay. I bet you I could take a dick better than you, and you'd be like, oh yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> uh, so for for me, I've been getting into just a tip, <laughs> just for a second, just to see how it feels. <laughs> or I like to play a game. Ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I like uh, me and my wife have recently gotten back into the WWE. Uh, we watched Ms. and Mrs. I've talked about that reality show that me and her are watching. We're enjoying the hell out of it. It is completely scripted reality sitcom type level stuff. But it got us wanting to just, you know, see what WWE is up to this this time. Let's mm-hmm. see. Let's see what they're doing. Uh, so we've been watching Raw and SmackDown, and I've decided I am not a Raw person. I'm a SmackDown person. I'm probably not going to watch Raw anymore, but I'll keep watching SmackDown. For Raw, for me, everybody on Monday Night Raw looks the same. They're all dudes with long-haired beards. They wear black vests, black trunks, and they. the only thing that's different about them is they have a different color that accents them. But everybody is, is very generic, very the same, and they all have just, you know, rock music that they walk out to and blah 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 not the personalities that we grew up with in the attitude era but i like smackdown i think i think they allowed for a little bit more character creativity in smackdown but what i've really gotten into is as a result of that is i started reaching out to some old friends like kenny who used to do movie cocktail with us my good friend and he's like oh yeah you're still watching wwe yeah that shit's over you got to watch aew all elite wrestling so i jumped in on that i started watching all elite wrestling that's where chris jericho is very happy i love chris jericho uh so i've been watching that too but you know we got the wwe app and it made me start watching some of their old documentaries and that's when i realized like that's what i like like i think i appreciate wrestling as as like this thing that like we talk about and and i watch stories about and stuff but like actually enjoying it week to week not so much you know i'm not i'm not big on like spending that much time each each episode of the show is three fucking hours long like i gotta dedicate three hours of a monday on friday night to this i don't think i can do it i don't think i I just don't think it's for me understandable but like watching these documentaries about these larger than life people you know these people who i'm sorry these ordinary people who become larger than life characters that is interesting to me that I really like. So I like going back and watching that stuff. Uh, We've been watching Monday Night War, which is the war between WCW and WWF, which was a ton of fun checking out because that is my error, the attitude error watching that stuff. So, um, but ultimately I'm getting back into wrestling. So I'm still looking for like what's good. I'm still looking for like my person. Who's the person I identify with? Who's my, my character? Who's my guy? I haven't really found it yet in this new world of, of wrestling that I'm, that I'm getting myself into, but what else you been up to Jay? What else did you watch? Honestly, I'm just catching up with still all those other TV shows that I mentioned before um, on the previous episode, Kirby enthusiasm, uh, new Pope, you know, there's the sinner, which is great on USA. And you know, I, I just, I just haven't had time this past week to watch anything. I, I'm, I'm going to try to get into a little bit more Kevin Smith movies recently. Uh, I think like I, when, when you mentioned Clark, Lurks on one of your most inspirational films, um, 
for you. It made me think like, okay, I know this is a classic. I know I've seen it a long time ago, but like it's it's so far back in my brain right now where I and it, and that is so important for you. I felt like, all right, I'm going to watch two movies that Cl- Dave recommends from Kevin Smith. Okay. And well, as long as I haven't seen them recently. And 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 I'm I I want to come back next episode and I'm going to talk about it. Well, them. if I have to, I mean it's Clerks number 1 cuz you just mentioned it. So I sure. think Sure. Well, definitely Clerks. I know definitely that. Definitely checking out Clerks, but I think if I had to give you another one it's streaming on Netflix right now. It's Chasing Amy. I think, I don't know how long oh, it's been since you've seen okay. Chasing Amy. Well, yeah, a But while. I think as a single guy dating out there, this might have something to speak to you. Um, not so much in the angle of a of a straight man dating a gay woman, because that's my life, Jay. That's not yours. You can't take that. <laughs> I've, I've done that, not you. <laughs> but there is interesting stuff in I've there. I've dated many bisexual women. But there is interesting stuff in there about dating and like, does the number matter? How how many people that they slept with? What have they done? This whole tick for tack, like, you know, I've tried this, you haven't tried this stuff. And the jealousy of the human heart, of the jealousy of the male heart, you know, I think, I think is very interesting in Chasing Amy. It's a nice dissection to get into for someone like you, who's not new to the dating, to the dating realm, but just getting back into it. Um, and if I had to give any type of like honorable mention, uh, it's Dogma, which is my dark horse, my favorite one, because I grew up Catholic and this is all about the fucking problems mm. with the Catholic religion. So uh, it's it's those ones. But you should also, Jay and Sound the Bob reboot is out there right now. And I think I think after you take a little bit of time with these Kevin Smith movies, rest for a while, but then give that one a shot because I think it needs to feel nostalgic for you to like it. Not everyone liked it. For me, I enjoyed it because I felt like Dave, I asked for two, you know. I know. <laughs> but for me, but but for me, I felt like Jane Silent Bob reboot did just enough to pull at the heartstrings. And even though it was silly and it's not a great Kevin Smith movie, it, it does just enough to be serviceable and, and, and get a pass in the end. But uh, if I had to give you two, it's Clerks and Chasing Amy. Okay. Now, real quick, I know everyone knows I'm a big Star Wars fan, and yes, Clone Wars has come back, and they have the first three episodes are up at the time of this recording. I'm not going to be reviewing that or talking about that until all the episodes have been released. I don't I really don't see a point in talking about each episode individually us not being a full-time Star Wars podcast. So uh when this season ends, when the whole season run ends, I believe it's 12 episodes, I'll I'll, I'll discuss it. Suffice to say I'm not loving it, but I'm loving things about it. But we'll get into that more mm-hmm. as Clone Wars progresses throughout its seventh and final season. But Jay, I was uh, oh, it's the final season. You, it's technically its final season was in like 2013 when the Disney acquisition happened, and um, they're just bringing it back now because they still had storyboards and some animation that was completed and stuff like that. And Disney Plus needs content, and an, an a computer animated TV show was a nice way to kind of pad that. So, uh, but before we before we move on to our news for this week, a good friend of the show, Justin from So I Married a Movie Geek, also a, a patron of the show, he asked me to check out a movie on Netflix, a movie that he really enjoyed. It stars Bruce Dern. Emil Hirsch, Grace Park, and Amanda Crew. You know, people know her from Silicon Valley and Sex Drive. They they asked me to he he asked me to watch this and it's is tough to gauge what this movie is about at first. So he he told me to watch it's called Freaks. It's available on Netflix. It's a Canadian drama sci-fi movie and it's about a little girl who has been locked away in in a house 
for her entire life. And she discovers the outside world only to discover that she is very different from the people on the outside world. And there's an entire world around her, not only the outside world, but the world that she's been living in that she didn't understand. And at the age of seven, I'm not sure if she can quite understand it. So you're saying it's like a twist, like initially you think that this guy is keeping her hostage uh, and then it twists into like he actually was protecting I'll, her I'll the whole time in the first act you're going to go in so many different directions you're not quite sure but by the time the story gets moving midway through the second act you're just like oh oh okay it, it it's kind of like heroes that's interesting because that's not normal right it's kind of like heroes huh. it's kind of like heroes and x-men meet tideland have you ever seen tideland the terry gilliam film i i i've seen parts of it yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's that wow <laughs> it's that it's, wow it's a little bit of a mind bent it's a little bit of a mind fuck um and i don't want to spoil it here i really don't i don't want to tell you what's going on i think it's like an interesting late night watch it, it definitely was me and my wife watched it we both really enjoyed it i think it's the acting that that really brings it in obviously with names like bruce dern and uh, you know a good actor like Emil Hirsch, uh, it, it's it's got a lot of chops to it. But I found out I, I found myself really really enjoying it, and I like the fact that it, it was able to do big things in subtle ways that um, really really brought it through. Now I don't think it's a perfect movie. I don't think it's a fantastic movie, but I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was really good, and I think everyone should definitely give it a chance. So definitely you want to check out Freaks. RJ, you ready to get into our news for this week? Let's do it. Not a huge news week, but there are a few things for us to dissect and talk about. So first up, we actually have a retraction. Instead of new news, we're going to go back. We're going to fix something that we said last time. Our forever post-episode release producer of the show, Duty Dutrum <laughs> from Shaken Not Nerd, reached out to me to let us know that we had an issue with one of our news stories last week. We reported that Alfred Molina would be joining the cast of Harley Quinn, and we were all very excited for that, but what me and Jay were, were thinking was, because it said DC Universe, we thought that it was going to be a Harley Quinn movie, maybe something that was going to be coming out after Suicide Squad, but really what it was was he was going to be providing his voice for the animated series that is the R-rated animated series that is currently on the DC Universe streaming app. So DC Universe's Harley Quinn, he's going to be just providing a voice. Still pretty cool. Uh, however, yeah, we're not going to see Alfred Molina there in in the fish bulb, you know, throwing out puns like "What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age." We're not going to get any of that. Not not from Alfred Molina. Uh, he's going to be playing a character in the cartoon, uh, a cartoon that I have yet to check out because honestly, who has the DC Universe's streaming app? It's 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 a whole lot of money for 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 not for, for not a whole lot of get back. I have all the movies, all their animated movies already on Blu-ray, so there's really no sense in me pledging money towards this app because I, I already got access to most of the stuff that I would want through that already. And their new content comes out so infrequently. And uh, honestly, Titans, I watched the first two seasons and then i canceled it so i'm i'm done with it so next news story <laughs> the press has seen mulan and everyone's pretty much saying that yeah it's not that bad it's all right 
hearing good things hearing good things and I, I i gotta be honest like from their marketing me and you have talked about it throughout the show what the fuck is there to like like i have not seen anything in the marketing that doesn't feel like it is taking something from a genre that 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 is well loved but also bringing it to the western audience which ultimately makes it feel watered down and disingenuous it looked flat it does in a lot of flat. ways, and it looked like it would be a spectacular failure, failure a la John Carter was. Um, but the press a is like years it. ago. I'm not hearing anything that from, from from some of the some of the people I've been following that have mm-hmm. seen it now and doing their early impressions and stuff. I have not seen anyone truly praise it too high, but I haven't seen anyone take it to task either. Sure, and and that always makes me wonder: like, is Disney paying certain people to just kind of like? well say these things but i i or not say anything but but i can i can see it being a good movie it could be a fine movie it might not be an a caliber movie right i've been wrong about movies before but it could be an you know a solid b solid b minus type movie like it's fine it's good it's but not, it's not great, you it's know. Not it's ego, nothing special. It's not ego that's talking, but it, it's basically like I. It's kind of hard for me to picture this movie being something that people wanted. It, um, but it also makes me wonder, like, why Disney's put out a trailer a good year away to tease this movie. That's like, true. So initially, I was like, "Huh, they must be really confident with this movie." And now, but then also, I feel like maybe it's the opposite. Like, they feel like they're worried about this project, so they want to get it in the zeitgeist early on to build up word of mouth. Here's also what I wonder: if that this movie is going to do the numbers that Disney needs it to do, especially overseas, given that the coronavirus is far more widespread across the globe than it is here. At, at home, which we are now start first you know, starting which to get our, every movie has to have good our, reviews right now because there's not going to be anybody going to the movies. Right. We, I mean, we're starting to get to schools closed around. Movie. We're starting to get schools closed around us because of the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. But in some other countries, they've been dealing with this for for some time. Like even we know that we didn't talk about it last week because we kind of like just missed the story. But like Bond has been pushed back to November. Oh, in November, I was upset because of it. But it makes a hundred percent sense. They I'm had a not, lot of fun with that on SNL. If you watch it, yes, yeah, I loved it. It was. Good. It's just so awkward. Like, even like the latest GQ magazine is like Daniel Craig on the cover. You know, like there's they spent so much money for the advertising and marketing for Daniel Craig's send off movie, and and they're gonna have to do it all over again in maybe, eight months. They're gonna have to do it a twist on it at least yeah. in, in seven months. But again, Bond is made for November, just like Star Wars is it's made fine. for December. Right. It's fine. It's gonna do fine. It's it's gonna be successful. But I wonder, like, maybe Disney might have made the same move here for Mulan. It was already pushed back as it was. Like, no, this maybe, is where they pay off the critics. This <laughs> is where they, they pay get, off like, the critics. Positive so reviews. that the coronavirus doesn't affect it. I'm not saying that's 100% true, but I could have my suspicions. I know, I know. I could have my suspicions. Next news story. Speaking of coronavirus, Jay, we were just kind of discussing it. South by Southwest, the Austin-hosted music and arts festival, and also somewhat film festival, has been canceled due to coronavirus because this is one of those things that is hosted in America that people from all around the world come to 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 enjoy. And South by Southwest is a big deal every year. They're canceling it because of the proximity of people and how, how from all the different places they come from. And all large events, even my my industry with my job, uh, Modex is a big one in Atlanta, Georgia, and they canceled that as well. Or at least um, 
our main vendor did. And it's tough getting it's, people to want to leave their house right it's, now. It's scary. And they want to eliminate the chance, right. you know, like at least until things level out a little bit more. I think there's just no reason when you so, really think about it. But it's, 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 it's sad because Austin, Texas is a small town. They bank on that financially to like boost the town and the city and the industry. And, and it's great for artists. It's great for everybody. Like, yeah. and it's supposed to be one of the best ones to go to. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I would, we should go there one day. We should go, but not this year because apparently we might get not sick to our butts. Yet. Next news story. RJ, Disney Plus is not done with their live action series and mining their recent theater releases, live action theater releases of classic animated movies. They're not done mining them yet, Jay. You know, we've gotten Beauty and the Beast, which was a big hit, uh, Lion King, Aladdin. We know that Aladdin is getting a spinoff series with Prince Anders. Now Beauty and the Beast is getting a spinoff series, but I'm actually excited about this one because it's two of my favorite characters from Beauty and the Beast, Luke Evans and Josh Gad are both reported to reprise their roles from Beauty and the Beast as Gaston and LeFou in their own Disney Plus series. I think this is going to work. I think it's going to work, yeah. I think this will work. Because they were great. They were fantastic. Obviously, it's going to be following them on their adventures when they were at war because the beginning of Beauty and the Beast are returning from, I believe it's the Hundred Years War. They're Mm -hmm. returning from from war pretty much. Or at least maybe it was a year. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So I'm, I'm for some reason I initially thought it was maybe like a year or two before yeah, like so, the war, but I, I think it was pretty fresh. No, no, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're coming back from war. Sure. So sure. I was like, I was like, man, I I love those characters. I love you know, I love obviously my favorite song in there is the Gaston song and everything like that. But I think Josh Gad just brought a level to it, and I love this entire like sexual tension mm-hmm. that exists one sidedly. Like obviously LeFou is like very infatuated with Gaston, and, and Gaston has no idea. It's it's not that he has no idea. Is that it's that he he's not the person who cares. He's so infatuated with himself. He doesn't that have too. time and to care about what anyone else sure. is done. It's it's a fun dynamic. I love Luke Evans. I like Josh Gad. I think both of them doing this. And I don't think it's a series that you can continue into a season two or three or something. Oh no, no, no. But I think it's a fun little mini series. This would that you be a, a great mini series. Like a six or eight episode, like thirty minute thing. Right. You know, something like that. Right. A right. lot of fun to be right. had. A lot of be fun to have. And I'm sure a lot of kids would like it, and obviously a lot of adults and women. But more Disney (laughs) Plus news, Jay. So we talked a couple months ago that Disney Plus had greenlit a sequel to Hocus Pocus, and everyone who was involved with the original one is back on board. Bette Midler, Sarah Michelle Parker... But they didn't have a director, but now they have found a director in the Hairspray director from uh, in the mid-2000s, Adam Shankman. So, not obviously not John Walters, which yeah. if it was John Walters, though, I would be like, oh, oh, you're getting, oh, I like where you're going, Disney. Now, they went, they played it safe. They're going to do the, the director of the early 2000s Hairspray with Amanda Bynes and John Travolta and stuff like that. It's going to be Adam Shankman. But, you know, you know, he, he's, he's a... A, he's a big time like Hollywood kind of director. He is absolutely. He's done like a lot of glossy kind of things here and there. He's, but Disney Plus is where you get to go to be a little risky, right? Sure. So why not get John Waters? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I mean, why not get someone? If not him, why not get someone a little like footloose and fancy free I, like that? Someone's got a I, lot I of fun. I think that it. there's still a little on the commercial side for now. I think as so, the too. app gets kicked off, but like he's done enough like. Different things from right, documentaries but we just talked about. to, they're gonna to do movies, an, the shows. They're going to do an entire series that's pretty much about 
unrequited gay love between LeFou and, <laughs> and it's Gaston. True. It's true. So like true. they can't get risky. I just want to know who's calling the shots over there. You know, I mean, I'm well, not saying Bob Iger probably. I'm not saying no. Bob Iger's gone. We're gonna talk about. It. He's being phased out. He's the chairman, and he's gonna focus sure. in on the whole app, the whole Disney Plus it, form. It just I I want Disney Plus to be that thing that like. I want it to feel like the club, right? Like I want it to feel like this is a Disney club. Like this is where I go for like, cause I'm a big deep Disney fan and I want, I kind of want it to be like Disney deep cuts and I want them to take risks there that they wouldn't take in the theaters. Cause I feel like that's, that's why I should have this thing is because I'm never going to see this type of Disney content anywhere else. I'm not asking them to go rated R or to go too edgy or anything like that. I'm just asking them to add a little bit extra flair that you wouldn't get. go the, the Mandalorian on everything <laughs> kind of I sort mean, of i don't want to say in a vein like right. just be more decisive i don't want to say be like decisive i don't want to say that like how every superhero film became you know batman begins and the dark knight in the mid 2000s but i'm saying like i do want everything to kind of like but take even a like, risk and be bolder and stand out more even like spider-man into the spider-verse Abs- right something like stuff that. like that just be bold with be it be bold and decisive be, be crazy with it yeah because 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 here's your moment to do that because why not? Next news story. And keep it in vain with uh, Disney Plus. The the ex director of Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson, mm-hmm. he wants to make an R rated Star Wars movie. He wants Disney to greenlight and fund mm. it. He's he's not he does not really what he wants, but he's throwing his name out there basically to make himself uh, available. To say like I can do a Star He's Wars, he's pimping himself out, right? And I and I can be edgy, um, but you know, uh, but this the idea that he has would evolve around the ice planet Hoth and would have zero connection to previous characters or storylines. So he wants to tell a Hoth story. He wants to tell a horror story that exists on the planet Hoth. Tantano, freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Pretty much with I do Wamp- like that idea with Wampas. So picture the descent, right? But the people who are going cave diving encounter Wampas instead of crazy inbred cave dwelling mutants. Uh, you know they're going to develop Wampas. And Jay, I don't know if people have listened to our Patreon episode, but. I do have this clip. A dark shadow has been cast over these snowy white fields. A shadow in the shape of a wampa. In recent weeks, there has been an influx of wampa attacks. Reports indicate that these attacks are not random and are being orchestrated and led by a one-armed wampa. A guest was able to capture this footage. What is that? It looks like some kind of white horn-faced Wookie. Oh, oh, by the stars! It's coming right for us! Fortunately, both of the individuals in that hollow survived. After a few days in the back to tank, we will continue to follow this story as it unfolds. Well, I guess it's safe to say those two wampa be going back to hoth anytime soon so clearly i've played around in the world of (laughs) wampa attacks as well (laughs) next news story rj the hits just keep fucking coming with this shit man uh uh, so we talked last week about how it, it was revealed that emperor palpatine was a clone they're not done yet man it goes deeper it turns out that not only was Emperor Palpatine a clone, but Ray's father was an imperfect clone of Palpatine as well, making Palpatine both Ray's grandfather and father at the same time. Why you little I did you 
It's all just just an act. But what's nice about this is that finding out that Palpatine is a clone and his son is a clone, one of her big problems with the Rise of Skywalker, Jay, was finding out that Palpatine had a son meant that you had to think about Palpatine fucking. And Disney we can't do that. And Disney heard our complaints and said, you know what? No more Palpatine funkin'. Palpatine doesn't fuck anything. He never fucked anything. His crusty old ass just had some blood taken and he had how an could imperfect. He fuck? Right. Oh. How could he fuck? Oh. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, that I vagina doubt. would just dry up and just push that dick right back out. Right. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine him just like just like getting behind somebody oh God, no. and just and just being like unlimited power? <laughs> and she went like, "Oh, that was quick." And he goes, "Yeah, but I got the job done for me." Well, now let my legend, <laughs> let, let my legendary tiny penis fill you with. <laughs> Unlimited power! <laughs> oh my god. Was it good for you? <laughs> it was good for me. <laughs> Alright, now bike her off. Bike her off. <laughs> so we don't have to we no longer have to think about that, Jay. That doesn't have to enter our minds anymore. Because Palpatine's a clone. We just, we just buried it right there. His kid's a clone. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how Disney tries to fix this next. But, you know, who cares? Rise of Skywalker's dead. And it's it's a scab, Jay. If we don't stop picking it, it'll never heal. Stop, stop, stop. It's already dead. Next news story. RJ, final news story this week. This one truly makes me sad. Star Wars actor, Game of Thrones actor, an all-around TV legend. He's been in over 100 films. Max von Sydow has died at the age of 90. And I don't think, like, you know, we talked about James Lipton last week. I think Max von Sydow is just like, he's just such this presence when he's on screen that it's gonna be sorely missed man i i i loved seeing him in things he just brings a gravitas to whatever whatever he does even yeah. in his short brief stint in star wars you know in the first couple of minutes i think what a beautiful way to introduce him you know and they even tried to pay a little bit of homage to people like alex guinness and max von sydow these very these very serious british actors by bringing someone Werner herzog into the mandalorian and stuff like that he just fills that role so well all these people that have have such wonderful presence max von sydow uh, is a presence that'll just be fucking missed so uh we'll take a moment to think about that while we get ready to get into trailer park play the trailer park music the beat and let the music play no trailer park shout out to dave and jay i don't serve but it's a new wave we've been on since trust god saved the right stop i don't want to flow until i know that the bass drop welcome back to trailer park me and Jay got two trailers that we're going to be discussing this week first up we got the final trailer for disney's jungle cruise so what are you doing out here? There is a legend in the jungles of the Amazon of a tree that heals all. It could change the world, but if it gets into the wrong hands, it could awaken a great evil. 
I believe that the legend is real. Which it's not. And I'm going to find it. Which you want. And when I do, just imagine the lives that could be saved. I've been looking for this tree longer than anybody. I've tracked the legend to every village, every island. Nothing. You're searching for something that can't be found. But you've never had the key. Let's do something that's safe. Let's go see some elephants. There are no elephants in the Amazon, and I don't even like elephants. Lady, everybody likes elephants. Know this about the jungle. Everything that you see wants to kill you, and can. Careful. They can smell fear. I am not afraid. Oh, my gosh. Submarine to the Amazon. All right, Jay. So that is Jungle Cruise. What did you think of this trailer, man? I think I think when in our text earlier today, you had a pretty spot on take on it. You, I didn't even want to talk about this because I think we I know. covered it once already. But this is I, a this is the big Disney summer movie. It event is movie. It for is for sure, or at least they want it to be. They want it to be, obviously. But um, it, you know, they're definitely marketing heavily on The Rock and Emily Blunt and their chemistry, right? So it has. It it seems like they had a good time making this movie. <laughs> I can say that. But it has a like a vein and flair and sound and quality and production of like a Pirates of the Caribbean. But also like Indiana Jones in some ways too. But you know? I think I think that's my problem with it. While watching this, I'm kind of hoping that like the CGI is not done yet, right? Like they're still working on it. It's sure. still it's still baking. It's sure. still cooking because like the CGI that I'm looking at this looks like the CGI that was in Pirates of the Caribbean in like 2000 and fucking one. No, exactly. That was the most surprising thing about it, and I think the music. I can't believe and the like Disney is cheaping what, out on exactly, it. and that's what brought me into that kind of feeling was like holy shit because at the time that was the biggest movies in in the whole world at the Viable time i mean there was into, like two there were 250 right. and 300 million dollars back then buying it in 2000 you don't see that anymore buying it in 2001 is different than buying this sure. type of cgi now and to me like even if you talk about like pirates this, of the caribbean the thing like is, 2005 like, sure, 2012 sure. when they had like their last one it still is like to me it i'm not but buying it, it on screen but right? it's also like a singular world it's pirates you know it's a fun little fantasy this is like what right. is this you know it's like a weird now, little now what if disney was like oh by the way like they all take place in the same universe this it this and pirates take place at the same like and they kind of start and they do their own avengers thing with, i don't know about all that with their disney ride but this director is not, no they won't do th- that this guy is a bit of a hit and miss he's he's, okay. he's kind of like a um he came out with the orphan which i thought was really strong i like the orphan yeah and yeah. house of wax he got popular with with terrible. The kids that's terrible. a terrible movie but still he had he had some visual flair and balls, but then all of a sudden he started making these like really cheap like low end kind of movies like Unknown and Nonstop and like all these like really cheap action uh, studio films that were just horrible, garbage, absolutely terrible. But then he comes back with like The Shallows, which was an okay little interesting movie. Very um, okay. Very. But okay. I like what he was trying to do with it. Like right. I like the idea. Like he had a, but suspend all disbelief about what know. you know about sharks for that movie. And but uh, then like I don't know what it is with him and Liam Neeson. But like he comes back with the Commuter, who I thought he was completely retired and done with action movies, and he comes back with that. And then you know I, I don't know. I mean like he's he's gonna be 
taken up a lot of time doing this movie. He likes The Rock a lot. He got signed on to do the Black Adam movie. So obviously him and Rock got on really well. So can we talk about the fact that the story of Jungle Cruise is pretty much the same story as Anaconda, the hunt for the blood orchid, where they are searching for a tree of life that grants people longer life and can heal people. It's it's literally that same story. Yeah. Cruise, you know, boat, Amazon, giant snakes. At one point, the rock punches a fucking giant cat. There is human on feline mm-hmm. violence. And let's face it, you don't fuck with cats, Jay. You don't fuck with cats. <laughs> not that kind of cat. <laughs> that kind of cat. Uh, I'm not interested in this at all. This has, no. this, this uh, this has was, me so like. This was wildly disappointing for me. Whatever. I was shocked. Shocked. I just saw this today. I could not believe it. I was like, wow. The first trailer that I saw, the teaser trailer, I'm like, okay, they really sold their chemistry. But it we, looked fun. But aren't we tired of but like? Then the I didn't rock. see much as far as the whole scope and the CGI. Aren't we tired of the rock shtick by now? Lovable rogue, you know, just like no. This. It had a funny moment or two, but at the same time, and it's tough for me to buy him as a leading man with Emily Blunt when I'm like, okay, right. This is like th- this is like the the comedic adventures of the Hulk and Black Widow, right? It's like her, it's her personality <laughs> versus uh, his brawn, right? You know, that's kind of what it is, right? But I mean, The Rock is personality. I mean, he has tons of personality. But oh, he does. No, he does. My problem is, it's so hard for me now to watch The Rock as a character because I don't think he is a character. The Rock is the character, you know, Dwayne johnson the rock is the character no matter who he plays no matter what well, movie he needs he's to in, start moving i said is. this last year or more so he needs to start getting away from that i don't think so it's still paying his bills why when it stops paying his bills he won't have a future who cares who cares he's already banked enough money that his future and that's set. a good point you know why because he and he's the smart one of the smartest business guys you'll Jay. know where does, right now he's in the fucking uh, lift, lifting right. uh, exercise world right now with branding that. He's got his new tequila that's coming out any minute right mm-hmm. now. Like he's doing it. Jay, when movies evaporate, he just walks right back to Vince McMahon and he goes, yeah, I got you for the next 10 years if you need it. Like he'll he'll bank them because it's, it's, it's money. He is money. He prints his own money at this point. Yeah. It's just, I think at. I think people might get tired of them, and I'm starting to get tired of them, which means we're probably two or three films away from the rest of the world getting think, tired of them. I think, uh, I think this is going to be huge financially. And I hate Critically, that. it's going to be like a classic Disney movie. It's going to be in the 30s or 40s on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And it's going to make $200 million opening week. I hate that moment <laughs> at the end of this trailer where they're swinging on the vine. He's like, oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got I it. Actually, I got that it. was my favorite part. I, got, I, I don't That was it. my favorite part. That was your favorite part? I hated <laughs> it. The whole trailer. That was my favorite part. Seems, it's, it seems like that thing that like. I I don't know why. I guess it hit my, my, my fancy bone. My daughter and my mom. It tickled will, my fancy My daughter bone. and my mom will fucking crack up at that. And I'll, and I'll watch that and just go like, eh. Yeah, I'm so disinterested in this movie. I'll probably see it because it's... See, it, everything else disinterests me um, throughout other than just realizing that they I think, had fun. I think instead of reviewing Jungle Cruise when it comes out, we should review Anaconda Hunt for the Blood Orchid instead. <laughs> All right, Jay, let's get into our next show or one that I am infinitely more excited for. Yes, please. This is the Lord and Miller let's check it out. animated movie Connected. Katie used to be my little buddy. I'd go on nature hikes and skip rocks. What's what down there, killer? Are you excited for camp? 
make me go? And we used to be so connected. <laughs> hey, Dad, smile. You know, you could experience things a whole lot better without that camera. Dad, this is how I experience things. I don't think... Tomorrow, I'm finally leaving for college. But in the meantime, I made you guys this goodbye video. You know what? This is our last night together. Oh. How about we make 10 seconds of family eye contact? Starting, put your phone down, now. Now, you're allowed to blink. It's just eye contact. Ugh, finally. No screens at the table. Lynn, why are you kicking me? I don't understand. I'm just gonna- No, no, look, I'll watch it. Dad, it's too late. Look, I wanna watch it. Uh. Dad, this is exactly why I'm excited to leave tomorrow. Katie. I know you can fix this. Why do you need all that to take me to the airport? I canceled your plane ticket to college. We are going to drive you to school on a cross-country road trip as a family. Greetings, humans. Technology rising up. Sayonara. Robots roaming the streets. What is this strange creature? Dog, pig, dog, pig, dog, loaf of bread. The Mitchells have always been weird. No time to wash your hands. Don't worry, I never do. Oh. That's what makes us great. That's my girl! And we just might be weird enough to save the world. I absolutely cannot wait for this. I, I think this is everything I'm looking for in an animated movie. Um, it's obviously got two great creative minds behind it in in lord and miller but i'm also absolutely loving the voice cast danny mcbride as as rick mitchell the father and maya rudolph who i love maya rudolph i think she's so understated as uh linda mitchell the the mother and abby jacobs as katie mitchell who who is the daughter in it um and if you're not sure who she is she she was in neighbors too but she mainly is a big time voice actor which i like i like seeing that there is a big production animated movie that is putting a predominant voice actress in a lead role which is you know it's good because i feel like these people who are voice actors spend so much time honing this craft and they spend so much time on the small screen in things that people like me enjoy like you know cartoons and stuff like that but they never get a chance to shine in these big movies. I think they do that a lot as long as they have enough name actors to sell the movie sell along it, right. with it. Right. Um, and, and good for them. Um, but it's, you know, it started off like, oh, okay, it was all right. It had some right. funny it's, little things. Right. It seems like a boring animated indie film. And then right? it, and then it, kicks right. off into a whole like, new strategy. A dad not where, understanding technology, feeling like he's disconnected from his children, but it's, but it's, wanting nothing more than just to reconnect But with not them. even that, how dangerous it still really is and how important it is to actually um, communicate, communicate right. and live a life without having to have your phone right. or a computer which is something we can so mixed up with Which is something we can all relate to. And, and we, personal life. And we all come from different sides of some people sure. believe we're too connected, some people believe we're not we're not connected enough. Some people believe that the screen adds too much disconnectivity, but other people like me, you know, if it wasn't for the internet and, and looking at my screen, I wouldn't, you know, episode 200 is, was all about the friends we've made through the internet, sure. through podcasting. So without that I, being I, connected, we wouldn't have the connections we have. That's why I'm kind of like, this is yeah. this. We're at the it's peak. Deep, right? we're, I think I feel like we're at the peak almost, but that's where, that's what I love about animated films. Cause they can be as deep as you want them to be for the parents to enjoy but on the surface, they're just fun. 
It, sure. There's just a lot of fun to be a had. A lot of be fun to have. Exactly. And, and the kids can still relate to it and all. And one thing introduced the fact that, that they're going all iRobot with this shit. And mm-hmm. the fucking, the, the robots are uprising and stuff like that. And they got superpowers. And the family, it, like, I love the line. Like, they're just weird enough that they might save the world. And I, I love it. I, I just love the comedy that they have yeah. in it. it. Like I said, the singular transcendence of uh, AI is, yeah. is among us. But like it's 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 <laughs> latent with like the physical comedy. Like the, yes, yes, like the dog licking the dad over oh, was, and over it again. Was so much fun. That's gonna have my, my tongue. Right. The robots reading the dog, and it's like <laughs> right. You know, try, Pig. Can't one hundred percent figure out what it is. Loaf of Loaf bread. Of bread. <laughs> right. That stuff is really funny, and my daughter's gonna crack up at that stuff, and I'm gonna laugh at it too. But it's those it's those little comedic moments, like when he's telling the kids at the dinner table there it's just like, I just want ten seconds of eye contact and the son is straining and he's just like, You you're allowed to blink, son. I just wanted you to look at me. <laughs> you know? Like that's that stuff that like I feel like I can relate to as my daughter has her tablet and I'm trying to, to ask her a question. And I was sure. like, You didn't hear a goddamn word I'm saying. Like so to me that's a subtle funny that like I, I get. I look Lord Miller obviously top of their game when it comes to like these animated movies and we've talked about it with into the spider verse which is my favorite spider-man film of all time and i think it's up there with one of my top five favorite animated films of all time now uh but also lego movie which i thought was revolutionary when that came out second one not so great but the first one absolutely revolutionary uh this is a little bit more like standard fare animated but yeah, I'm curious what they bring to, to this table. To state of the art, like you can't, right. you don't, you can't go into the Spider Verse every single time. They're two guys who are story first, right? And yeah. despite the world they build, to do a fantastic job of building world. Like even in this, when they when they talk about taking the daughter cross country to college instead of the, her flying there, she has like that moment where like she screams, but the car is pulling off in the distance, and it looks very, looks very like anime, very like very traditional animation that they throw up there. They did the same type of stuff as Into the Spider-Verse, and I absolutely love it. I can't I can't wait for this, and I, I really hope that when I show my daughter this trailer, she's as interested in going to see it as I am, as I hope everyone else is, because um, it's tough to find good animation sometimes, you know? I think... I, I, I think at times we take it for granted. I think a lot of stuff that comes out from some some of them, like a Minions 2, I, I could care less about that. I need something that touches my heart, makes me laugh, and also makes me think a little bit, which is why Pixar and Lord and & Miller animated films speak to me so much because they do all three of those things. Make me laugh, touch my heart, but also make me think. If Look, it, man, I, 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 I'm I, not sure if I'm going to see this in the movie theater or not. You're I, definitely I, not. You're not I, an animated I, guy. I, you're just not. But I like, I kind of like the story though. It's kind of fresh because yeah. it is so tech heavy and, and family based and how the dynamics are as far as uh, and I and it's 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 very prevalent, and I I believe in that. I do believe it's an issue, and I do believe I'm scared that it's it's only going to get worse. I feel it within my own self, Christ. And I did it. I grew up without technology, so like, you know, I mean, I believe I do. And you don't even have a kid <laughs> to yell at when you're when they're looking at their screen like well, I. Well, so you're, you're 13 years of raising a bunch of fucking trouble kids. Right, I, I had I had my share, that's believe true. me, uh, of of experiences. Once with they that. get into their video games. <laughs> You can forget about it. Devil children. No, I'm kidding. You're on the precipice of 36 going on 56. (sighs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, guys, well, I'll be turning 36 soon. Yeah. 
in a little over a week. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, when you know, this comes out, then I'm going to... And I'll still be 33, which means so, I'm a spring So the next, spring the next episode, I will turn... I will be 36. You'll be 36? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Means, so, which yeah. means you are... I have no birthday plans. I'm just you have one more year. Hide out and wing it. At 36, <laughs> you have one more year to say you're in your mid-30s, because 34... Oh God! Thirty-five, thirty-six, mid-thirties. Once this is you going, my new twenty-nine. Right. <gasps> twenty-nine was my least favorite because it was so scary. I'm like so sad because it was my last year in my twenties. In your twenties, right? Yeah. So, and as is, soon as I hit thirty, I was like, eh, this kind of cool. This is the last time you get to say this is bad though. Forty is like I'm in my mid-thirties. That's a classic midlife crisis right. year. By the time you reach age thirty, that's like that's like surprise party worthy. Right. But it's by the time you reach thirty-seven, <laughs> Jay, that's that's when when you say thirty-seven, people go, oh, so basically forty. Like in right? Their, in their no, hundred percent. The second you thirty-six say 30, is the last. Year, yeah, I'm okay. Right. 36, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm in 30s. Yeah. I can't even be on. You got your whole di- life. I, <laughs> you got. Your- I can't even get a girl in her in her in 20s probably right. anymore. But what's, at 37, what, what I find amazing about like <laughs> being in your 30s, right, is like you say you you say you're 36, and people are like, oh, you got your whole life ahead of you. You know, you're 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 in your mid 30s. Blah blah blah. As soon as you say you're 37, you're like, well, it's practically 30. You're at, you're in the end game now. <laughs> It's amazing how that shift just happens, and then like, when, well, you're in the it's end. True. You're in the end game now. So, yeah. Good luck. I hope. I hope this is the one where Tony Stark is. It's the beginning of my end. It's already the, the beginning of my end. I'm it's done. Totally it's over. It's all over. Jay. <sighs> to be fair to you, to to, to end your little depressiveness <laughs> here, the second we are born, it's always the beginning. Of <laughs> <the> end, so. <laughs> This is true. It's a, this is why I have a lot of goddaughter, well, one goddaughter, and a lot of nieces and nephews to steal to, to, to steal to something myself to, to steal something from Kevin for the future steal something from Kevin Smith and to steal something yeah. from from Jane Silent Bob reboot a little bit is for me the first and second act of my life was my life, but my story ends. The third act and the beginning of a whole new story is my kids. So Ver- that wow. And that's something I like that. that comes from Kevin Smith, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. Right? A lot. You you don't you never get to live to see. Because I always heard that. I always heard that. As soon as you have your 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 life you never as get you know to, it is over. You never get to live to see the, the end of your rest story. Of your life. Story continues into them and moves mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And how you influence them influences yeah. them and how they are perceived in the world. And by the time they're towards the end of their life, if that's they're fucking scary. They have kids. Then their story never ends either. It just continues going on. It's what lineage is, man. Circle of life. <laughs> let's head over and let's get into our special segment that we have this week. That's going to be coming from our good friend and patron of the show, Dylan, and his co-host, AJ. And we are going to be coming up with a modern casting for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. figure out what to talk about but we did get a voicemail 
several weeks ago on our episode 200 from a good friend and Patreon of the show mm-hmm. who was ribbing us because he hasn't got on. He, he went on Patreon. He, 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 pay, he did pay the money. He did what he was supposed to do. Right, to, to join <laughs> us. And pretty much me and you were just like, you know, fuck off, cockboy. We got other <laughs> shit we got to do. We'll fit you in when we get you in. Because uh, you know, sometimes shit just gets busy. But we're finally here. We got it. They're here. We got the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast with Ow! us. Our patron, Dylan, and his co-host, AJ. What is up, fellas? Hello there. Hey, how's it going? I, I, up, like, I like the Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Hello there. That's how Hello we introduce there. our show every time. <laughs> beard Brother Dylan, by the way. And yeah. I'm Beard Brother AJ. There you go. So, uh, Dylan, real quick, you got to come up with the idea for this episode because when you when you support the Patreon and you you pledge you know, a certain amount, you are able to join us for an episode and you get to choose the topic. Most people who do it choose a top five, or they choose a movie cocktail for mm-hmm. us to do, or you know they, they they choose a movie homework and they join us for that and they school us on it. You went in a completely different route because I mean, presumably you're an asshole, but yes. Uh, <laughs> But why, why, why this? Uh, you know, explain to everybody what we're going to be doing. Well, I thought it would be a fun little mashup of both of us, you guys being movie guys, and it kind of turned a little bit. We made a little bit of a pivot. Me and you uh, decided this together, but yes, uh, with doing a fantasy draft, our our world of fantasy sports makes perfect sense. And then we were going to recast uh, a new hope. But with how big of Star Wars nerds we are, we decided to go with KOTOR, one of I, personally my favorite game of all time. And I know it's up there for you. So we're going to. Nope, my, 100% my favorite game of all exactly. time. Exactly. So we, we are going to draft the major cast of, of KOTOR, the first one, of course, because it's far superior. And uh, I think they're both good, but you know, they, no, they are. The second one's still phenomenal. Let's not go casting stones. Yeah, you know? <laughs> there, there are people who love the second one, who think the second one has the better mechanics mm-hmm. and yep. uh, has has the better gameplay. But the difference is, it just doesn't have the better story. Exactly, better characters, even too. Yeah, but, no, I agree. So, uh, so yeah, originally the idea for this was going to be that we were going to recast a New Hope, but we have good friends in the podcasting community uh, that do a show called Recast the Past. They uh, they do a fantastic show where they take a movie and they completely recast it and i didn't want to do exactly what they do which is always fun to do right especially because when you search super movie bros sure. like they're one of the shows that show up suggested at the bottom so it's like <laughs> makes sense you know, i don't I don't want to steal their their thunder, but this is something that that we we can all bond over. We with the give exception, a shout out and right, with the exception of Jay, yes. You know? So <laughs> of course, so we, we are going to do recast. Uh, we're going to cast as if we're doing a movie for right. Star Wars: Knights of the Republic. This was a game that was developed by Bioware back in 2004 for the PC and original Xbox. And uh, we'll go through the story, but I had to give Jay a completely like rundown of this because. You know, when I told him this and I showed him the characters, he's like, what the fuck? Like, what's up with these <laughs> I never even polygon, pixelated people that you're showing me? <laughs> and what makes this Star Wars? These eight-sided motherfuckers. But right. it sounds great. <laughs> right. Like, he explained the story, and it actually did sound really cool. So I don't, w- with without getting too deep into it, but also recognizing the fact this is a game from 2004, story aspects of the game will 100% be spoiled here. Sorry, AJ. 
No, it's fine. I know I'll still play the game. I, I know you're playing through it right now, and it's already been spoiled per, per for you. my request, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, so here is. I mean, uh, so, so here's a rundown. Because if everyone's wondering why would we talk about this video game from 2004 on a movie podcast? First off, it is definitely the most regarded Star Wars video game of all time. Couldn't agree and more. when people talk about like great Star Wars moments, even in top ten moments, if you're not if you're talking about the the movies and media, this gets thrown in there because this has a moment in it that is so shocking it literally rivals the moment where Darth Vader says no I am your father <laughs> so <laughs> the story is you wake up on on a Republic ship and you have no memory of every of anything the ship is under attack and you have to fight your way off the ship you eventually make your way down to a planet's surface with the soldier who helped you escape Karth Onassis you have a, a droid buddy who comes along uh, for the ride and through through this first mission that you go on in the first planet and I believe the planet's Taurus, Taurus is it not yes. it's, and and it's completely occupied by the Sith, Sith soldiers who look like chromed stormtroopers, and you fight your way through, and you meet up with Bastila Shan, and she is a a Jedi who has a special power known as Battle Meditation, and she starts kind of filling you in on who you are. You're a Jedi, but you lost your powers, and she gives you the story that the Sith are looking for the Star Forge. The Star Forge is basically this satellite that floats out in space that can constantly churn out uh, capital ships and fighters, and it pretty much it's, it's it's a never-ending Sith fleet that will be able to roll across the galaxy and destroy everything. And it's your job to go planet to planet. You'll visit Tatooine. You'll visit Kashyyyk. And Manan. you are going to... You're basically... Yes. Uh, was it Manan? Yes. yes. Where yeah, they where, where Kulta comes from, mm-hmm. which is the Old Republic's version of Bacta. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all takes place 3,000 years, I want to say, before the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. in the Old Republic time. You're going to collect... Uh, different clues to the location of the Star Forge, and along the way you will collect new characters to join your party. Some characters, you'll miss your opportunity for them to join your party and you'll never get them, like Jahani. Yes. Um, and and then other characters are, are guaranteed, no matter what you do, they're going to join you, but the, how they respond to you may be different depending on how you pick them up. And you can choose light side or dark side throughout the game and if you've played it 10 different times like i have you've played it every which way but loose and i even made out with jahani once so (laughs) you you could play it that way too (laughs) i was always really sad as a kid because you get so close to being able to make out with bastila and never can yeah it's 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 very tough but but this is still very much like a star wars movie you know even though it's three thousand years before it is you know the saga that we all know i mean it's just it's it still this, has the same kind of flair and vein and and lightsabers and all kinds of stuff and that's the idea of of this and i think that's why people gravitated and loved it so much is because it is this it is this tangible star wars story that not only are you you know can i tell you it and it's a great story or could you read this in a book and it's a great story but in this way you can interact with it you make the choices what you do in the game affects the game's outcome and you get to choose whether you're light side dark side and the the entire point of that is at one point after you are peppered throughout the entire story you hear everything about revan and malak revan and malak revan and malak like who are these dark lords of the sith revan and malak that we are going to be fighting you know you find out that revan and malak were two jedi who were sent 
out to the Outer Rim or left the Jedi Order to go to the Outer Rim to stop the spread of the Mandalorians who were trying to take over everywhere. And in during that war, they fell to the dark side and they built a new Sith Empire. They spread across the galaxy. But the big reveal, Jay, is that you, the character you've been playing, as you're hunting down Malak and Revan, find out that you are Revan. <gasps> and you find out that Malak was mm-hmm. on a capital ship while Revan was on his capital ship. Yep. And Malak fired on Revan's ship while Revan was in the midst of battling Bastila Shan, mm-hmm. who used her Jedi powers to erase his memories when he was knocked unconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you know, it, it, the, the entire point of the story is what is nature? Like, like did did they fall to the dark side, or or have they always has the dark side always been in Revan? As, and when you really put and that you in choose context, that. all those hours and time and anxiety build up and you're, tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're and about, then that reveal. You're about 25, 30 hours in when yeah. you when you find out that That's you are Revan, that, and you still have probably <laughs> about ten hours to go. That gave my freshly oh. pubed balls a tingle when I was twelve. <laughs> so I. So you were twelve. Uh, I was yep. in college. Mm-hmm. I was so my computer. I had just bought it uh, when I was going off to college, and I didn't know whether it would play this game or not. But I had heard about this game on on different on different websites mm-hmm. and different things that I media that I read. So I bought it. I bought the PC version, and my computer was dog shit. Like it <laughs> barely chugged along playing this game, which at the time was superior graphics. Uh, but I got it through. I may have had to delete a couple term papers to finish it, yeah. but I. <laughs> <laughs> but Worth I it. got through. And since then, I've owned this on every piece of media that's probably possible for it. Mm-hmm. I owned it for my PC, my Xbox. I I, I now uh, I owned it on my Xbox 360. It now sits on my Xbox One. I've had it on tablets, and I most recently just finished it on my phone. Yep. I think I've played through it a total of 10 times. Yeah, they, they, it's on sale on iPhone for or an Apple for, what, like six bucks, seven bucks? Six, yeah. That's, and that's if, a good deal. Yeah. If you're interested in playing this game that people love so much, you can... You know, it's very easy to run on most computers now. Like the computer we record the podcast on is not powerful at all. Mm-hmm. It's got a decent sound card, but it's got shit for a graphics card. But because this game is so old, you can just go on Steam, and I believe it's six ninety nine on Steam <laughs> for you for you to play it and just sink all your time into it. If you already have an Xbox, you just hook a a micro USB cord into the top of your Xbox controller plug it right into the side of your of your laptop or your computer and you can have a, a fantastic time with a great Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we're here because I don't know if anyone saw Rise of Skywalker and I don't know if anyone has seen what Disney's been doing <laughs> with Star Wars but it's not universally loved. It's very True. it's very hit or miss. I, I guess you could say much like Luke, it is gray. <laughs> right. But everybody I've spoken to in regards to to this, to Knights of the Republic, anyone who's played it, anyone who's touched it, uh, or even anyone who's even like searched a Wikipedia on it and has said, oh, that sounds pretty fucking cool. And even Jay has, oh, that sounds pretty fucking cool. So why not this direction? It does seem like Disney is going in this you never direction. Know. Disney Plus just got un- un- unleashed. <laughs> it's true. Bob Iger is now focusing in on Disney Plus. Right. Writing but the wrong. Kathleen so- Kennedy has already said, oh, we're not using the old EU. We're not mining that for stories. We're coming up with our own now. stories as they literally sit there and mine the old EU for stories. But yeah. Yeah, we, we don't use the old EU. Oh, by the way, here's Thrawn in Rebels. We don't use the old EU, by the way, though. We're not well, using didn't, that. Didn't they make it so Revan's canon? Revan is mentioned in the Clone Wars, but you. So Revan, the character, 
is canon. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in in Rise of Skywalker, there is the the Sith troopers, the the troopers in red. Mm-hmm. They have different factions or or uh, legions, and each legion is named after a different Sith lord. So there is a Revan legion. There's a Bane legion. Uh, you know, legion. So uh, yes, it, it, he is canon, but the story itself is technically legends. Fair enough. Just like Darth Bane and Darth Plagueis are all legends as well. So uh, soon, though, because they don't mind the EU, they will all make it into Star Wars at some point. I guarantee it. Too popular. It cannot not make it in at some point. Stay on target. Stay on target. So we are here to cast this movie. We got a series of characters to cast here. So these are pretty much the main characters. All these can definitely join your party. So those characters will be Revan, who's the main character, who you play as yourself. Yes, and was customizable. Yep. Most Exactly. He could be light side. He could be dark side. Uh, he could be a she. Uh, you can make him look however you want them to look. I, don't, I think there was like 12 predetermined faces you could pick from. Yes. So uh, in this case, because it was canon at the time, I'm casting Revan as a male. Um, and I have an idea for what he looks like. I'm sure you guys do, too. Yes. Uh, after Revan, it's Bastilashan, then Karth Onassis, uh, Darth Malak, then Mission Vio, Candorus Ordo, Juhani, Jolie, and my favorite character from the entire series, HK47, eat it, meatbags. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys are all... Everyone's yeah, familiar I, now. I got we're, my we're whole my whole list, my notes up on my phone. I got my uh, we each pick two actors a piece, so that way, in case just in case one of us stole we the other too. ones. Yeah, yeah. You I, can mention the other one if we didn't pick them. If you, you know, we yep. can have a conversation about it if you want. Absolutely. So I'm not sure if you guys did this as well, but I also for Malik. I cast a body actor and a voice actor. I did not, but I had mentioned okay. it to my wife, and we had talked about it because she uh, she knows about Malik just from watching me play. And uh, the actor that I picked, we both felt could do the voice as well. So mine will be the same for both. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I went I went a David Prowse type, you know, way with this, mm-hmm. you know, where it's it's very it's very you know David Prowse and James Earl Jones. And then of course some of these will all be voices as well. HK forty seven will also just be a voice for mm-hmm. me. Um, I assume they're going to treat him a lot like K2SO was exactly. in Rogue One. And I tried to keep mine in the vein of the way Star Wars movies have and, always been and made. sci-fi movies, I right. think, in general. Just mm-hmm. uh, not unknowns, but people who have not quite made a name for themselves yes. yet. These, yeah. A lot of these, I might say their name, right. and you'll go, who the fuck is that? And then I'll say, they played this in this, and you'll go, oh, yeah. they're yeah. recognizable, but they're not They're not big names. I, I, I tried my hardest to do that as well. I naturally, you probably have. I we texted about this it's three a more times fun as many. And interesting yeah. way to cast, you yeah. know, because it's it's too easy just to write off a list names. Mm-hmm. I, I did this like I am a casting director, and right. I'm actually casting this movie. Last time we did this, and I, I and, and I have a Mortal budget. Combat, right? We did it for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did do it. We did it for Mortal. And Kombat. they just casted Mortal Kombat. Of course, we did. We did horribly. I remember. <laughs> I remember that was one of the first episodes I ever listened to of you guys, uh-huh. and I had I had spoke to Dave about this. The guy that I personally liked was the one that they picked to play Liu Kang, and I I could not be more thrilled about it. Awesome. The, the guy was. He, I believe he's the Black Ranger in the Power Rangers movie. He was, yep. yes. Well, let's see if you can cast as well as us, because we will put a poll up for this on Twitter Perfect. for people to vote. So, uh, all right. 
Guest first? Beard Brothers, you yeah. guys kick it off. Here's the way it's going to go. You guys will do your Revan, then we'll do our Revan, and then we will do our Bastila, yep. and then you will do your Perfect. Bastila. Yep. So snake we'll, draft. We'll do it that way. Snake yep. draft snake is what draft. it's called. Cool. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, ready to kick it off. All right, hit us. Who I, is your Darth Revan? I am Darth Revan, Dark Lord of the Sith. Those who use the dark side are also bound to serve it. To understand this is to understand the underlying philosophy of the Sith. Now, I'm not sure I've, if I've told you this before. My favorite actor currently in Hollywood right now is Tom Hardy. And we have mentioned this guy before uh, as the Walmart or Target brand version of Tom Hardy <laughs> and is lesser known than him. So I picked Logan Marshall Green from uh, what was the dinner party movie you guys would know and the invitation the invitation yeah. on netflix awesome movie he was amazing in that he was uh, i actually really liked devil was the first thing i ever saw him in yep he um, was in the elevator it yep. was a uh, i haven't that, seen that one that was written by m night Shyamalan and upgrade Shyamalan as well. yeah <laughs> and upgrade as well I, I absolutely adored him in, in upgrade but uh i i think he's got the gravitas he can play a little goofy at times which some of the character choices you can make with Revan and try to be sarcastic right. about things he can you pull that off you buy him as a good guy mm-hmm. you buy him as a bad guy exactly. uh, he can go both ways you know, he like, has those solid like strapping good luck right. like, <laughs> like any true man can he can go both ways and you know not, <laughs> well. not lose an ounce of masculinity <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with it right. so uh, you, you, you kind of took ours so that that was ours but uh, we have a backup oh, we do have oh, a backup shit, shit. <laughs> yeah Logan Marshall Green was that. That was that ours. was our number one. Pick. That was our number one pick. Uh, oh my god! And uh, an upgrade, just like you said, is is kind of like what got me there. Just mm-hmm. like I, I think I respected him as an actor. I like I even liked him in Prometheus. Uh, I liked him. We're in still waiting for him to break out and have the respect yeah. that he deserves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he, but yeah, he he will always be my Kmart Tom Hardy. So, but yeah. Jay, hey man, uh, he's, who, he's got some class. He's he's the target Tom Hardy. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay. Who who is our Revan now that Logan Marshall Green is off the board? We are gonna go with Dan Stevens. Absolutely, man. So Dan Stevens, uh, I'm not sure if everyone is really familiar with him, but he has he has that face that everybody recognizes. You know, he was in he was on Downton Abbey. Uh, he he was in The Guest. He he played the main character in The Guest, which is a film that's on Netflix. Um, that everyone seems seems to love you know it, it it's really good he also plays the main villain in the most recent call of the wild and he was also in the apostle on on netflix ah, he's yes. this big but no no no. most importantly he played beast in he beauty played, and the beast he played beast in beauty and okay. the beast yeah. exactly so he's this which tall, you barely see him in but like you know he's right. he's a he's got he's he this has this tall edge. hunk with yeah, the dark he's, side he's t- mm-hmm. exactly yeah he's a tall drink of water blonde hair uh, but he does have a, a bit of an edge, and he has a couple movies under his belt that, that does shine that kind of little edge about him, and that's like her smell. This weird little indie movie that I hated personally. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth Moss, which just, we did, we did a uh, we did a Jason the Corner for. Yeah, <laughs> but he played a great when you get to the belly button, shit. and if you could smell it, turn away. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that goes so, for dudes and girls. By the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was just one of those kind of things where, like, you could tell he's an, he's a rising star, and he it's only Absolutely. a matter of time before he explodes. And I chose him because he's also on, under the, di- the the Disney banner now with Call of the Wild, exactly. which is mm-hmm. which is. I think he would fit this world really well. Absolutely right. Yeah. Which was, I, which was Twentieth Century Studios that movie. Yeah, I honestly just know him from Apostle, and he was awesome in that. I, I actually really like that movie. So uh, that means that we get to cast Bastila. I know. First. I'm, I'm scared now. Please. I'm a Jedi. 
Such feelings, such attractions are, well, they're beneath me, quite frankly. I admit, I find you intriguing. I, I mean, I find your command of the force intriguing, but my interest in you is purely academic. <laughs> uh, believe me, I don't, I really don't think we're going to have too much overlap. I, I think that first one, I think that's, that's one that. That's a little bit of a surprise, though. Right. Yeah, I know, Dave. You I were think so, so certain I don't think we, we ever really predicted. Matches. So we get to cast Bastila first. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys are going to have to hold off. Yes. And we are casting Alexa Davalos. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and she, so, so she is the main actress in Man in the High Castle. Mm-hmm. But I remember her best as Sally, the girl who works at the supermarket in the mist she has this look that is she has this look that is that is quite regal she is looking gorgeous she's Mm -hmm. sexy but she's right but she's great she's a great actress and she's also in a recent uh netflix punisher show yes for two episodes for two episodes i think she was the bartender she she played beth quinn yeah she was the bartender yes really uh, it was that was a cool role right it was a cool role and and she's done some big movies but she's not a big name no not at all but she just has this look that like she looks like bastila she could do a lot more she 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 carries like it seems like on screen she carries herself the same way bastila would she has she has a very very confident presence about her but also this hint of vulnerability that just works so well uh so it's uh alexa davalos (laughs) all right who do you guys got for uh bastila shan okay so if we were not going per you know down the list of the cast if we were picking this would have probably been my 101 my first overall pick uh because i was so sold on her to play bastila uh she's younger and uh bastila is pretty young like late teens early 20s she's believed to be see i would say she's the same age as revan which is why i kind of kept people who were around the same age Mm -hmm. yeah so i uh i chose alicia vikander from ex machina fame and Mm. uh and okay. of course, she plays Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider films. Absolutely, and yeah. I she just has a very subtle kind of quaintness about her that Bastila, the way she carries herself in the first half of the game, I think she would be able to execute perfectly. And then, I mean, we we have already mentioned spoilers, so Bastila does turn uh, around two halfway to two thirds of the game. So yeah, I'd I, say I'd say I'd say at the very like the third third act, yeah third act much. yeah. So yeah. she, uh, I think she'd be able to pull off the the evil side of Bastila as well. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. It's I think a solid casting. I think she's more recognizable than ours, and this is why we yes. lost mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. Jay is because you and I pick these people with our with our heads as if we're actual right. actually casting right. movies. We're making a cost stars. Efficient <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> casting. We're, we're we're making stars. <laughs> They're picking stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I would say is not fair, but you know, hey, hey, hey. This is how hey, we chose to do it. You guys are the defense. movie podcast, so you guys have more experience in this. <laughs> it's, it's true. But even people who listen to us are going to go, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> it's true. That's, that's what IMDb is for. Yeah, right. All right, fellas. Uh, you guys get to cast your next actor, and this is Karth Onassis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of buddy. You're chum. You're the first person you meet and the first person who joins your party. Yeah. What? No. I mean, no. Don't be crazy. So uh, who's the first yeah, recognizable face that you're going to see in this game, he's in a, this movie? He's a war veteran. He was part of the Mandalorian Wars and actually got to experience it with Revan and Malak uh, fighting for the Republic. So I, I, this one was way too big of a name. I was going to say Bradley Cooper, but good God, no. Yeah, he's, he's like, 
Carthanassus is like a sad Captain America, just like yeah. a very sad. Like <laughs> he's all about the Republic, but he sighs all the time. Like yeah. before every sentence he says, he goes, oh, "I don't know." Oh. He seemed like a, a little bit of a mopey bitch so far in the game. Like <laughs> very I'm, much is. I'm like, and I casted, a, I casted hour, a mopey bitch like 40 minutes in, but he is just a mopey bitch. And like, dude, I never <laughs> took him on a mission. I, and if <laughs> I could kill him, if I could have killed him, even as light side, I would have. Yeah, I would have sent him to exactly. his death. I wish they gave us the mass effect choice like where, that you had where you had to choose between ashley and Caden, and i was like oh Caden's dead oh yeah Caden has never no, i've beat the game so many times Caden never lives oh no i i finally did it i played through all three of them recently and i was like you know what Caden? let's see how this turns out and i went full gay me and Caden, we got it we got together in the third in the third nice. month nice i was i was making out with Caden, even though i made out with chicks in the first two <laughs> but the third one i was just like you know what they helped you the whole world's there. ending it's it's time. We're doing this. <laughs> those <laughs> We're doing this those chicks in the first two helped you realize by the third one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So right. Bradley Cooper was too big of a name for us. And this this other one's still a pretty big name, uh, but I went with Nathan Fillion. I thought he would make a solid Karth as as the somewhat older guy. I think so. I think he's too old. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that. I do think he's too old at this point. Um, I think he's too Malcolm Reynolds, and I don't think he can go sad enough. I don't think he. Yeah, he's he's always got I a kind of that. smirk on his face. I've, yeah, I've yeah, noticed he, that. Yeah, he's, he's a little too, go sh- too heavy, a little too smirky. Uh, but also, he he will show up on our list later on. Trust me. Don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Spoiler. And I could say that because you guys took him now. Yeah. Uh, but now it is our turn to pick our Carth Onassis. Jay, who do we have for Carth Onassis? Steve Amell. That's right. Ooh. None other than the Mopey Arrow himself, <laughs> the Green Arrow. No one does brooding and and just absolute sadness, but also does it in a way that kind of pisses you off and makes you hate him just enough that you want him off screen. And guess what? It's but only he's still a matter a of time for him to get on the big screen to yeah, become a star. Yeah. So, yeah, we, went, we went with Steve Amell, man. CW, he just recently left the show. Uh, he thinks he's got, he's got a big future. And this movie is going to be the first one where we're giving him a shot. There we go. <laughs> yeah. He's, but, uh, he's also I, got a face that you just want to punch. So I think that would also kind of fit perfectly. Right. He's got like that smug douche look that I think would fit Karth pretty well. That's why I... That's why I picked him. I don't like the character <laughs> of Carthanassus. I like Steve Amell as a person. Like I actually follow him on Facebook. Uh, me and my wife donate to his charity, Fuck Cancer, a lot. We have we have his T-shirts and stuff. But like I like him as a personality. I even liked him when he was on WWE doing all that type of goofy shit. But like when he's on screen and he's playing like this over dramatized version of Bruce Wayne from Batman Begins, it just like it, it kills me. And the fact that they stretched it out for like nine seasons with him like that, I was like, fuck, fuck this guy fuck like i can't fucking stand his character anymore and while watching like the final season of of arrow now while watching him in infinite crisis with my wife i was like i'm so fucking sick of this dude i hate him so much <laughs> he he is my karth onassis <laughs> he has to be because i feel like he just like karth everything he says begins with a sigh where yep. it's like oh so. can do it. i'm mad yeah. now just thinking about it right exactly <laughs> Right. If you heard he was cast in it, you'd be like, I fucking hate him. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, just don't, do yourself a favor, AJ. When you, play, point. when you play, don't take him on any missions, like Dave said. And also, don't dig into his backstory, because he just talks about his dead wife and kid a lot, and it's really depressing. I don't want to be sad when I'm playing video games. <laughs> At least not from a character. I want to be sad because like, the ending depresses me. I don't I was say, yeah, I mean, the, the Last of Us? I mean, like... Oh, I know. God. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another game I've got, like, three hours into but need to finish. You've, yeah, yeah, you've gotten past the, the main I, cry part, though. 
So here's the thing. I don't even own a PS4, but I borrowed a PS4 from somebody when that game just so I could play it Smart and then return them both. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you guys got to pick uh, first. Last time we get to go first. This time uh, we are going to have to pick two actors for this one. You guys went in a different direction. You mm -hmm. only picked one. So when we put this up in a poll, I will make sure that they are you know, together next to each other, mm -hmm. and it's not like we've picked an extra one. Uh, so we are casting the main villain, Darth Malak. You summoned me, Lord Malak. The search for Bastila is taking too long. We cannot risk her escaping Taris. Destroy the entire planet. Uh, who was apprentice to Revan. And I have picked Matt Gerald to play him on screen as the physical presence. And if you don't know who Matt Gerald is, uh, he is Gladiator in the Daredevil series. So he's the guy that kind of makes the Daredevil suit. Okay. But he, he started out as a stuntman he's in He's a films. character actor, character sure. actor. Yeah. You see his face That's and you immediately recognize him. He's mm -hmm. in uh, Avatar. Avatar yeah. he's in I just looked that up because I like his face looked like familiar to me. And then I clicked on Avatar. I'm like, well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So, but but he's this dude. He's a big, hulking dude. Little, like somewhat lean, but big, muscular, but like bald. Has bald. like striking eyes that Absolutely. you know like definitely would work. I am, and you know that's really what we want. We want somebody that has a bit of a presence, a right. little bit of a menace to him. So a little bit of a David Prowse and James Earl Jones situation here. I have a small drawback with him. And I naturally, it's the movies. They can do whatever they want. But he is 5'11", and Darth Malak is probably the tallest character in the game. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just put boots on yeah, exactly. him. Exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Moon boots. That, that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah you, you you can fix that real easy. Exactly. And Logan Marshall Green is not very large himself. So if you're casting him yeah. If Hugh Jackman guy, can play the Wolverine, yeah. anything can happen. <laughs> at six foot, at six yeah. foot two or six foot three. Yeah. Yeah. He, playing a five foot four guy, yeah. I think he's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll work around that. I mean, they, they make Tom, they make Tom Cruise look larger than life every time. So uh, he's five foot six. Uh, and our our voice for Malik is none other than fantastic voice actor himself, John DiMaggio. He's oh, Bender yes. Bending Rodriguez yep. from Futurama. He is Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War oh, games. Yeah, he and is. he's also the Joker in Under the Red Hood. Mm. It's he, his voice is it's both deep, oh. it's it, it could be raspy. He's but Jake he can take it in so yeah. yeah, he can take it in so he's many one of the best. directions. Ever. He's just one of the best voice actors working today. Uh, if it wasn't, you know, if I didn't take him, then I was taking Troy Baker. But I, I really yeah. both have played the Joker, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, but uh, I went with John DiMaggio because I feel like that modulated voice, I feel like he could do yep. so much range mm -hmm. with it without showing a mouth moving. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's, that's very important to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That, that's what we got playing Malik. Who do you fellas have for Malik? All right. Um, I actually wanted to, that's why I brought up the height thing, just because I wanted somebody who was actually naturally tall, uh, just personally for myself, not that you guys made a bad pick or anything, but I, uh... Hey, I, we're trying to win. Yeah, they made a bad pick. Yeah, you guys made a trash pick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I actually, I love all of these brothers as actors, and you guys might have an idea of where I'm going with this. Um, mm. It's between Alexander Skarsgård, and I'm actually gonna probably take Gustav Skarsgård from, uh... There you go. Vikings fame, and he fits the budget. Yep, and uh, and Westworld. He he has the yes. size. He has the the menacing 
evilness to him, which he, he mm-hmm. shows the range of that in both Westworld and... Unpredictable face. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I find them to be a little bit too sleek, you know? Like, they're they're very, like, I, I don't you no. want your villain to be a little, like, mm, I, like a little beefy? I mean, he's not that sleek. Yeah, no, I, th- I feel like they're Is all he, pretty... I don't know how you like your Sith Lords, but I like my Sith Lords like Kylo Ren, just fucking yeah. battle-chested. Ben Swolo. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. They're, they're, they are so dense oh, with muscle. Oh, I'm thinking of the Hemsworth guy. You're thinking of the Hemsworth. Oh, no, shit. My bad. You're thinking of Luke Hemsworth. Yes. Yes. The, 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 my bad. You you said Westworld, and I went to... Luke Hemsworth. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, uh, that makes but sense. But no, like, I like my Sith Lords to literally have muscle so dense that, like, it has its own gravitational pull. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they can bulk him up. I mean, Ale- I mean, if I were to, would have picked Alexander Skarsgård, he doesn't... You don't need to do anything to him, because he's... He, I mean, you saw him in what was it? Not Jungle Book, the other one, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Tarzan. Yeah, that that actually took a lot because if you see him in True Blood, he mm-hmm. was oh he not- was very thin. Yeah, yeah. So we're taking Gustav, right? Yeah, we're taking okay. Gustav Ny- uh, Nyquist. <laughs> That's a hockey. <laughs> That's a hockey player. Uh, yeah, but Skarsgård, I just I their whole family of actors I think are phenomenal, and I wanted to get them in here somehow. And I Gustav has a a very good voice for Malik too, so he will be our, our choice for the the voice as well. All right, very good. You guys get to go next, don't yes, you? Yes. Who do we have okay. next up on the deck? So here? you guys get to cast Mission Vio yes. next. So you're first up with that one. Who you guys got? Hey Bastila, you ever use the forest just for fun? You know, a little jolt to the forest to trip up some jerk who's ticking you off. I would never use the force for such petty and trivial revenge. The mere thought of it is preposterous. Aw, oh, come on. There's gotta be times when you thought about it. Don't be so stuck up. Oh. Uh, she is younger. She's, I believe, what would you say, Dave, around like 14, 15, 16 in the game? She's supposed to be a younger character. Yes. Yeah, but I would, I think I would. I'm probably skewing a Young little teen, bit older. A teen. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But obviously, like, you know, most girls. You know, they play down for a long time. Like, Absolutely. you can be 27 years old and play a 16-year-old. Emma, yeah, exactly. Emma, Stone, Emma Stone can play a senior in high school when she's yeah. 30. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And I, <laughs> the actress I picked is 23, so that, that works out perfectly. Uh, I'm going with Caitlin Deaver from okay uh, oh. from Booksmart. Dave likes her, yeah. yeah. I do like mm-hmm. I do like her a lot. I like her more in her dramatic roles than yes. I do her comedy roles. Yeah. Uh, I think she's fantastic dramatic mm-hmm. actress, for sure. And I loved her in Booksmart. It was one of my favorite yep. movies. Yeah, and I watched that per, per Jay's request when you guys talked about that for your, awesome. your best awesome. movies. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. It was, it good, was hilarious. Good, good. And the, the, but yeah. the kid who was in Santa Clarita Diet, real quick, I want to touch on, whatever his name is. Uh, he was also in oh, the Timothy guy. Yes. Yeah. yes. No, 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 no. The kid. The, the kid, kid, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he played the yeah, douchebag. I, I don't remember his name, yeah. but he was great. Yeah, he was yeah, hilarious. He's, he's fantastic yeah. in that. Um, no, I, I want to throw shade at this one, but I can't because I, I love Caitlin Deaver so much. <laughs> I, mean, like, exactly. I, can't. I can't throw. I mean, the only thing she does that I don't like is is Last Man Standing, which is like this absolutely, like, completely unabashed, right winged oh, yeah. uh, sitcom that all I can't is home fucking stand. with daughters and a very heavy political agenda. Yeah. Yeah, so our, our pick, I mean, I think we have two picks, and I'm I'm leaning towards our second pick more. Do you think I can go with that? I don't know. She might be too old, though. All right, let's go with the first one. Chloe Grace Moretz. I think so. She was. On, I, I think list. that's the most yeah, solid she, choice. She was on the on the list before I I 
I pulled her off because I felt like she was too big. She 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 might be, but she, my other pick was Florence Pugh, and I was like, she's getting way too big mm-hmm. to do this for sure. Well, she's getting there, yeah. Yeah, but I think Chloe Grace Moretz is just low enough. She's she's she had was, enough bombs recently where she's absolutely. fallen off the radar a little bit. So I think because she's a great actress, I think Hollywood would pick her up and try to make her a star again. Mm-hmm. Right, and the reason um, I liked her here was I thought about her as Hit Girl when she was like in the second uh, Kick Ass, which oh, isn't yeah. good, mm-hmm. but where she's playing like that bubbly person and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I liked when she was playing that character, playing that role in that way. So I, I was like, I think I could see her as like a mission vial. But mission is she she's deeply scarred, but she has just such a bubbly personality about her that yeah. she she immediately like raises but, raises but, your but, hopes. Like you you, you the, actually want to be a good person. She in has the game that dramatic chops that had that underlining dramatic you know aspect to her. Like she's she's got some scars. You like you said. Yeah. And like you know. So I think she's a great candidate for it. And, you know, right now for young actresses, it's hard to find range, you know, Mm -hmm. like for so long, unfortunately, these girls, they have to be typecasted for such a long time before they can give give them the chance to branch out and do something different to show the range. (laughs) And I had had thought about the girl from from Dr. Sleep. Um, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, Uh, but she played Abra. Uh, but I felt like mm-hmm. she was a little too young. Yeah, she yeah. was a little. Yeah, a little, she's too, a little young. too young. Yeah. But uh, she's a great actress. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we didn't bother casting the Wookiee Zalabar yeah. because it, Big Z. You're, yeah, you're you're looking for some. You're you're looking for size at that point yep. and physical acting capability. Yeah, I, I may as well just do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I don't think so. <laughs> so we didn't bother casting them. But I cast um, myself. For sure. All right. So, who do you guys have? Uh, no, it's us. Yeah, it's oh, you sorry. guys. Yep. So next, uh, we get to pick next. So the next person we are picking is Kander's Ordo, which he's not my favorite character, but he's definitely my second favorite character. Kander's Ordo. Yep. Kander's was my favorite and was the reason I got a uh, Mandalorian tattoo. You want to hear tales of my exploits, of the wars I've seen and fought, the enemies I've seen die by my hand? <laughs> sure. I'll humor you. My name's Candorus of the Mandalorian clan Ordo. Yeah, so he is a he's a Mandalorian, a, a, a survivor and a leader of the Mandalorian Wars. And um, he is now a mercenary for hire. You pick him up uh, at towards the end of the first planet. And he, he kind of joins your crew begrudgingly. But uh, I think he has such a fantastic like personality throughout the game. And he even goes on to have a, a more uh, deep and rich story in the second game as he mm-hmm. becomes Mandalore yep. and tries to unite the Mandalorians uh, and not make them like a peaceful race, but definitely bring them to a point where the Republic could actually accept them yep. in, in there and, and receive Republic and support and stuff like that. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the person uh, we have chosen for this I feel like you're going to take Mine. Michael McHelton. Okay. So, yeah, I'm probably not taking yours. Nope. Who is he? He is Lord Ruse Bolton in ah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like he has this this look, this yeah. old grizzled yeah. look. He has a look. Right. And and it fits with Candorous. I exactly. could picture him being, you know, I mean, he, very Ruse Bolton about everything. Kind of cold, very calculating, but also, like, you can tell there's a rage inside of him yeah. like there's this there's this 
pent up rage that sits inside of him and it, always it, unsettled right it just works so well as as a mandalorian and as like and it's not just like any mandalorian but like mandalorian like a high mandalorian kind of like almost like royalty kind of like the way you would think of like pre vizsla in a way mm-hmm. but definitely more gruff than that so and i think i'll uh you know game of thrones where for the majority of the time, you didn't know who the hell these people were no. outside of the show. No, but, but now, they had a great look. There was a great casting. Now I think this is up. one of those kind of roles. Yeah, but now I see like Michael Mc Mc Elton in like a ton of things, and I'm like, yeah, he's still he's still pretty darn he good. He was in like, he was in the biopsy of Jane Doe, correct? Yes, yeah. he was. Okay, I still need to he check that the, out. He played the 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 the, the detective yeah. in the uh yeah it was the uh the autopsy, autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, that makes more yeah, sense. Definitely check that out. Definitely check that out. All right. Uh, who do you guys have for Candor's Ordo, our, our favorite Mandalorian of the era? See, we, we had two, um, but due to the, you know, the star power, we, we, we stayed away from Josh Brolin. <laughs> um, but I originally had Carl Urbane, the guy who played Dread and Dread oh, yep. 3D. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Good call. Um, and, and the boys, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I thought I felt like he had too much hair. He was too good looking, <laughs> yeah. and he had too much, and he and, and he was just too. He just brought you in way too much. Candorus has to be cold and keep you on. Yeah, the outside, we went so. we went the old bastard route. Yeah, so so we went with Stephen Lang from Avatar fame. So we got one mm, of your that works. Avatar co stars. Yeah. Ever oh, since yeah. I saw him in that, uh, yeah. uh, way back when I was like, oh my that, god, he would play a perfect Candorus. <laughs> that poor guy campaigned for so long to get the role of Cable, and then mm-hmm. they just gave, and they gave it to Josh <laughs> yep. Brolin anyway. <laughs> I felt so bad because I was like, he would have been a pretty good cable. Now, a good cable in look. I don't know whether he would have been a good cable to act off of Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I think in the end, you know, Brolin was better for that. That's that's a good point. It's a valid point. And just the, the fact of the matter is, Josh is a star. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But can he be likable? Can 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 Stephen Lang be likable? That's what you. I think so. I think like he, he could. He has mm-hmm. he has to be gruff enough that you're like, wow, what an asshole. He but has like, those soulful blue eyes. But he <laughs> has to bring you in just enough. Jay would notice that. <laughs> he has to bring you in just enough yeah. that you're like, all right, I like him. All right, all right, guys, we're, we are getting towards the end here. So uh, I believe you guys get to do the next one, Jahani. I will be your doom. You, you get to yes. pick first for that one. Yeah. You- Who do you got for? Juhani. Like I had mentioned, you kind of snuck this one up on me because she wasn't on her original list and I had, I had forgotten. So I had to kind of throw this together. Um, and because of our, our love of football, I don't have you guys ever watched the league? Of course. Okay. Absolutely. So I went with uh, Janina Gavankar. She played Shiva Kamini Soma Kandakram in the yes. league. Yes. And she was also, I, I know this strictly because of my wife, and I've been <laughs> drawn into watching as well, but Vampire Diaries, she was one of the characters in Vampire Diaries as well. All right. I dig it. I dig it. You're definitely sticking with the and, Asian continent. Uh, she has been I in just, Star Wars as well. I just thought about that. She was the main character yes. in the Battlefront 2. Iden Verzio. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I went with a different route for this one. Uh, for Johanny, I decided because I'm... I'm playing like I'm a casting director in Hollywood here for mm-hmm. this one. I decided to go with the Asian continent, much like you did. I mean, she she's of Middle Eastern descent, and this this woman is straight from China because we got to get them the Chinese, China dollars. The Chinese market, yes, <laughs> got to get the Chinese market. And I went with our star from Lu, Mulan, yeah. the star of Mulan, yeah. Li Fei. So that's that's who we went with. Okay. Because I just feel like she's she's gonna be you know, up and rising she's star be a big in star. China. She'll still be cheap. She's a great actress. Already familiar but, with Disney. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But just but just like Dumbo in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, she'll work for peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
fair enough. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what we decided to go with for, for Jahani, mainly because I, I felt like we needed to have that diversity we need to have that not <laughs> yeah. diversity but we we need that asian market we need that we need the chinese market to get behind this movie if it's ever going to be made all right jay uh we get to pick joe lee who is the who is the gray jedi who left the order and was hiding deep in kashik he's a deep character but he's also extremely judgmental of you and everything you do are we back to that again who do we have for joe lee buddy we are going to go with Lenny James. That's right, Lenny James. Very famous for uh, his role in Snatch. Um, uh, where Walking runs, Dead, mostly, I think, but, as but, well. But Walking Dead as Morgan. Yes. Um, uh, very, very. Uh, Blade very, Runner 2049, briefly. That's right. I mean, he has a, a look. He's a character actor, another one. Uh, but he's a fantastic, right. fantastic yeah. actor. Like, if someone was like, hey, we need someone who's like Don Cheadle, but not as expensive as Don <laughs> Cheadle, I'd say, like, Lenny James. Yeah. yeah. I want to I hate on that pick just to ruin your guys' draft, but I really can't with that pick. It's, it's, it's a very good pick. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like he could play it both ways. He could be a little comedic at yeah. times, but he's also a salty dog. Like, yeah. he's, just, he's just a salty dude, like, all the time. So um, I love him as Morgan in The Walking Dead, even though I, I stopped watching The Walking Dead a long time ago. Like, I'm talking Morgan, like, first episode Morgan, uh, not Morgan on Fear the Walking Dead, yeah, which I he's did. now gone over to, but I don't watch. Mm, but same. I, don't, I mean, I don't watch any of The Walking Dead I anymore. I think I got I just, through, like, six seasons of The Walking Dead and just got bored of it. That's it, man. No, just, just you know what? Finish the comic run out and just say, that was a good time. I, I did have the first three compendiums and got through all those. Yeah, there you go. And you know what? Don't even worry about the ending of yeah, it. Yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. It's a zombie movie. It doesn't matter where it ends. Exactly. It always ends on a down note. So pick a, a moment where you were sad, close the book, and go, I'm done. Yeah, cool. <laughs> just... Dust off your hands and walk away. I don't feel right about this, and I think that's how a zombie movie should end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Who do you have for Jolie before we get into our last one? All right. For for Jolie, uh, we went... uh, He's somebody that can do very serious because he gets serious on the show, um, and he's also very funny in my eyes as well. Uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Andre Brower. Andre Brower and vindication, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. and his uh, his his ability in the mist to play a dickhead too was Absolutely. amazing. Oh, yeah. So Andre Brower, yeah, I, I I like the pick. I I feel like putting him there though. At this point, he's he's almost iconic. Yeah, just from you know, Nine Nine as, yeah. as as Holt from he's a strong presence and how right, gifable he is. Yeah. Yeah, that you're just like, ugh, ooh, ugh. It's, it's tough to, it's going to be tough to differentiate yep. him from that role at this point. But, that, but what he did in the mist I, is what put him over top for me. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're down to the last one, guys. None other than my favorite assassin droid. He has my favorite lines in the movie. He always takes a, even though he's a droid and he's bound by protocol to do as you say, uh, he's also an optional character too. You have to really work to get HK-47 on your team. Uh, who do you guys got for, for the hater of meat bags, but slayer of slayer of all baddies? Statement. HK-47 is ready to serve, Master. I was under the assumption that organic meat bags such as yourself enjoyed such forms of address. Retraction. Did I say that out loud? I apologize, Master. While you are a meatbag, I suppose I should not call you such. Yeah, so I I really wanted to go uh, with Alan Tudyk, but naturally, because he was just a sassy robot in, in Rogue One, yeah. I couldn't... I. I couldn't bring myself to take him. So I went with a very similar actor and this is definitely somebody too big and I just I couldn't really think of somebody uh good enough for it. I went with uh Paul Paul Bettany 
I also was going to do Simon Pegg, but he was in uh, Force Awakens. And Paul Bettany, Paul. obviously, mm-hmm. has played a, a robot before, yep. has played an, an AI before. He was, he's was he been Jarvis, mm-hmm. so I like that pick. I think ours is better. I, I don't doubt Alan, it, because ours was kind of, I, I hate to admit it, was kind of a throwaway. <laughs> so Alan Tunick mm-hmm. was good friends with this gentleman, and he played he played a K2SO in Rogue mm-hmm. One. I thought it'd be fun to have Nathan Fillion provide the voice for HK-47. When, when you said you had him later on in the list, I knew exactly where you were going with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I think it's a fun little tie yep. to have these two both be in Star Wars, both obviously of, of Firefly and Serenity yep. fame and stuff like that, but they're good friends. You can go on the convention circuit and you can find them right near each other. They're always together. They've even done uh, they even were doing a show for a while, which was like an internet TV show where they, they played two guys who went to conventions as these actors from this popular show and stuff. It was their 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 relationship is just so perfect and stuff that I thought it'd be funny to have like this duality of each of them playing these different droids. Alan Tunick the good droid and Nathan Fillion being being the bad droid and he obviously has done a ton of voice work himself. You know, he's yeah. he's been playing Green Lantern in the DC universe for quite some mm-hmm. time when Hal Jordan's on screen. So uh that's that's why I went with him. But I think he also just has like that he has that 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 voice that's just like it can be real mean like when he had to like pretend to be mean as Malcolm Reynolds, but it can also have like that levity of like, you know, where it's it's almost like a joke. Like he's he's gone so far, threatening to kill you and throwing you in in a pile of meat bags, just like you are and stuff. <laughs> and he can really like bring it up, and and where you kind of like laugh at that, where you're like, oh, he's not really that scary. It's just he says these things, but he can't do them because protocol doesn't allow him to. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. I love it. So that that's what we got, man. You got what. We, you get, but you did. You said you had a bonus before we got out oh, of here. Oh yeah, you just wanted for to- our, our female Revan. I uh, I had somebody that I really liked uh, from Avengers fame, really uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. I picked Gar- uh, Karen Gillan. I liked her a lot okay. as as Femme Revan. If we were to cast her, which she's not going to be on our if official we roster, Femme, right? yeah, yeah, we like her a lot too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so that's going to do it uh, for Super Mover Brothers this evening. I really want to thank. You guys for joining us for for thanks for, so much guys for oh. a pledging to Patreon, but also giving me fantastic picks for my fantasy football when that comes back <laughs> around. We're actually going to be in a league together yep. this year, so uh, you guys get to make fun of me on the show with how bad I am at fantasy football. <laughs> I'm truly awful. I mean, if you keep listening to the show, you won't be. <laughs> no, I, I mean I do my picks and then I don't put in the work. That's where it comes, <laughs> man. That's that's where two thirds of the effort is. Is throughout the season, people lose interest. Exactly. Season, yeah, yeah I, that's why I keep hearing. I just I just never care enough. Mm-hmm. I always just go where everyone's like, oh, my God, there's money on the line. I'm like, how much money? It's like, oh, it's, it's a $20 league. And it's just like, take my $20. Well, Fuck this. Like, it's, if, like the, the, the way I see it, I'm paid more than $20 Dave an has hour. No pride. I paid more than $20 an hour at work. So if I put more than an hour a week into it, I'm losing what, I, what I'm what i not even putting <laughs> yeah, in. Fair so enough. fuck it. Who cares? Uh, but so where can everyone find you gentlemen? You find gentlemen to listen to. Yeah, if you want to just look us up um, on our actual podcast, we're on every platform platform imaginable it's just beard brothers fantasy football if you look us up and then our twitter page is at beard brothers ff if you want to give us a follow we are going to be doing a giveaway here uh shortly for a signed irv smith jersey uh for the uninitiated that is the tight end for the minnesota vikings it is jsa certified and uh we got some stuff we're going to be doing here shortly uh we just casted a video game on a movie podcast everyone is uninitiated exactly (laughs) so yeah uh like i said at beard brothers ff on twitter if you want to give us a follow and uh 
uh, same as you guys are, we're very interactive with our fans. If they have questions or need start-sit options awesome. or draft pick opinions, we're more than happy to help out. And you guys got a pretty sweet logo. Yeah. You, know, I like, you I guys like, might I like recognize it. It was uh, done by some shitty artist that we found on the internet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dave, it's me. Dave, it's something, me. It's me. something Italian. I yeah, I did it. I did it. It's good. I like it. I, I like it. No, I, 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 thought, I thought I did a good job with that. Yeah, I just want to give you a little bit of shit. So that's gonna do it for Super Movie Brothers this evening. I want to thank everybody who listened. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, or leave us any type of review that you can on the podcast listening app of your choice. If you're really enjoying the show and you want to be like Dylan, you want to join us over on the Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get all the additional episodes that are available up there. Or, if you want to pledge a little bit more, you can join us on the show. We can do a movie cocktail with you. You can give us a top five to do along with us. Look, you can even have us cast a video game. And of course, I really want to thank Dylan and AJ, the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast, for joining us. You can follow them on Twitter at Beard Brothers FF. You can also check out their show on iTunes and on SoundCloud, anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. That's Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow uh, me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can follow Jay over on Instagram, SuperMoviePod. Bros Podcast. Follow him on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast over there as well, because we will be putting a poll up for this episode. That poll will go up on the Twitter, and we will find out which one of us drafted the best casting for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic movie that will never get made, but geeks like us can hope. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.